0: Uh, Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to this online service. We've been talking about the effect of a defiled heart uh, in relationship and uh, how it can bring about so much damage, division, uh, destruction in the church if if our hearts are being defiled. And uh, So we've been learning how to protect our hearts against such defilement and how to function in heavenly wisdom so that we can bring about peace, restoration, healing in relationship. And tonight we want to cover another very important topic, the power of the tongue, our tongue, in relationship. Because if we are to talk about a heart, many people say, well, you can really, you, you do not really know the condition of the heart because it's hidden. But the condition of the heart is revealed through the words that we speak, through the way we speak it, not just the word. So, heart and uh, or, or our spirit is interrelated to our tongue, to the words that uh, comes from our mouth. Bad spirit, you can be sure bad words will come forth. And uh, so the, the words that comes from our tongue really reflects what is hidden within our hearts. Though to a measure we can disguise it, but not for long. Because out of the fullness of the heart, it comes forth. And uh, I know we have heard about the power of the tongue, but I hope through this one or two lessons, we can really uh, receive the message and really take into our hearts the importance of our words, and the the life and death that can come forth through our words. Let's look at Proverbs 18, verse 20 to 21. He said, From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat fruit so the effect of our words can really determines the well-being of our life the success in our business world in our workplace in relationship with people so that's how crucial that's how important Our tongue is, it says here, the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. So we're not talking about just spiritual teaching now. We're talking about something that is very practical, something that has to do with your life, with your death. Has to do with your success. Whether you prosper or You just couldn't make it uh, in life. So the fruits of their mouth, a person's stomach is few. You know, those people who really sort of uh, climb up the ladder, as it were, in a career, it is not how much education that they have but it's how well they can articulate, how well they can communicate with people that wins the heart of the people, wins the imagination of the people. You know, some people who are so educated, or they could be professors, they could be doctors, but they they cannot, well, they can communicate what they have learned, but they can't communicate with people dealing with everyday life, people's uh, issues and so on, even though they are well-educated. But where else do you have somebody who is, you know, go through the hard knocks of life, they know how to speak, they know how to uh, please uh, their client and how to uh, what is the needs of a client. These people, they, they are so successful in sales, they are so successful in business. And they're able to, to have those very educated people to work under them, whereas they are not educated. So can you see the words, the way we speak, the words from our mouth, the way we speak, it will determine your success in life, your relationship with people. So the, the tongue... The words that we speak, the Bible says, has a power of life and death. We heard it many times. But uh, I want you to look at how James described it in James 3, verse 6. It says, The tongue also is a fire, a word of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire and it itself sets on fire by hell so what sets our whole life not just part of our life our whole life on fire is because of the tongue so can you imagine how powerful the words that we speak how it affects our life, how it affects our well-being, our family. Your whole life has to do with the words that we speak. So it talks about the words from our tongue, meaning, not just the words, how you speak it how you carry out your attitude, your expression, you know, your your body language has everything to do with the message that you carry uh, through your tongue. And God has given every one of us a tongue. There are people say, right, God has given you two ears and a tongue so that you have to listen more and speak less but nevertheless we need to know how we need to learn how to use our tongues positively, effectively in what, how God has intended our tongues to be because it has a power of life and death, so we need to use these tools and don't uh, sort of uh, Underdevelop it, don't uh, be bound, you know, and, and not being able to to release the words that we need to speak in its appropriate time. You know, God uses his tongue, he spoke, and the word come into being. He used his tongue for creative purpose and set the destiny. the universe and so God has given us this tongue to use to bring life rather than death into, into our world you know the centurion knew the power of the tongue he told Jesus you just speak the words it will be done speak the words because I know life comes from your words. Right. And uh, But many people, they they don't use it. A lot others abuse it. You know, we talk nonsense. We speak things that doesn't edify. That shows, that reveals a defiled heart that is in us. Because it brings about division it brings about confusion discontentment and so on and there are others who are so oppressed you know by people next to you 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 don't want to speak because every time you speak it is being challenged is being attacked or, or undermined so much so you just don't want to speak. You know, some people, that is because others have abused the tongue. Others has, have used their tongue to bring about death into your life. So you are dysfunctional and you just go through life, endure it, and suffer in silence. Some people abuse their tongue, what they speak is all negative. Is, uh, it just brings such a, it just dampen the atmosphere. It just destroys the environment. Instead of life and joy and excitement and peace, all they speak is negative. They just kill, kill the environment, kill what can be, can be birthed, what can be uh, um, created. So, you see, life and death is in the power, Of the tongue. So, the words that we speak, it reveals what is buried in our heart, in our spirit. And uh, if you are not sure about the condition of your tongue, just listen to the voice that you have in your mind, just listen to the words that come forth from your mouth. And just begins to think, why do I say that? You will begin to discover the true condition of your heart. So that we can bring changes into our heart. If the heart is darkened, if the heart is defiled. And we begin to change our vocabulary. Change how we perceive things from God's point of view you know if God were to ask us to do something that is difficult we would never again say it's impossible it cannot be done we would just say God how how to do it you see we begin to change our words we will begin to change our destiny we will begin to change our future and, and God wants us to change our words because the words have life, the words have death. It has a consequence. It is not just, you know, some people say, just talk, just talk only. These are foolish people enough to think that words have no consequence. They think that they can just simply talk. It doesn't matter. It's, you know? No, every word you speak, it brings life all that, whether you like it or not. And that's why God will judge us according to the words that we speak. And so we, we, we know that God wants us to change our words, change the way we talk, change the way we perceive things. And that's why when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we speak in tongues. The Holy Spirit takes control of our tongue and begins to speak words of truth, words from heaven, words of faith, words of praise. And so when our spirit begins to speak those words, uh, the Holy Spirit begins to, to use our tongue to speak those words, our spirit man begins to receive that messages that is being spoken, the life that is being released. That's why the Bible says when you speak in tongues, you edify yourself. The truth from heaven, the wisdom from heaven begins to be spoken into your spirit. And the more you speak in tongues, even though you may not understand it, Your spirit are receiving more and more truth, more and more positive messages, life messages into your spirit. Eventually, you will begin to speak with faith. You will understand the mind of God. You will speak the truth of God rather than the voices, the messages from the power of darkness, from the demonic realm. So that's why the Bible says when you speak in tongues, you edify yourself, because truth is being downloaded into your spirit, bits by bits, and then now your spirit begins to, to be transformed, begins to think the way that God wants you to think. So that's why I believe one of the reasons why God has given us tongue when we are filled with the Spirit, and we, we need to be careful. We need to be careful with the words that we speak because it's life and death. And also it creates a culture. You know, certain family the way they talk. Have you seen? You know, the way they talk is, oh, you know, that family. That, they talk like that. You see, it's one generation after another. They talk with that kind of spirit. They talk, talk with that kind of attitude. That's so destructive, that, that, that's bad. So if you challenge against that kind of culture, you know it's a warfare, because it's a demonic realm. Of, you know, you're challenging them with God's ways and God's truth. It's a constant warfare against demon spirit. And, and we need to challenge it to break that bad culture that has come in. In a way they talk. Right? So, be prepared for warfare when you want to bring changes to the words that, that uh, is being spoken around. You know, some spirit begins to work, people, you know, certain churches, there is there is a constant split, division. Because demonic spirit has come in. And we got to fight against it. We've got to pray against it if that is happening so that it will not happen again. People will be united. People will be one. Words will not be, be the, the, the tools that Satan is using to bring about division in that kind of environment. But if it's a good culture that's in a home that's, that's being uh, spoken, we need to nurture it. We need to s- carry on and, and, and do not allow Satan to come in to destroy that kind of uh, communication that is there. So, that's how important words is, how important the spoken words, words from our tongue. It really determines your future, your, your well-being, and also that of your workplace, everything, your whole life, your family life. Your children, the generations. Wow, isn't it amazing? So I hope we really take note of the power of the words in relationship in our life. And then the second thing we need to understand is Satan will use our tongue for his purpose. As much as God wants to use our tongue to bring life, to create, to bless. Satan will want to use our tongue for his purpose. And uh, in the Old Testament, uh, there's this uh, Moabites. They were terrified because they have heard, they have seen how the nation of Israel came out of Egypt. And then they begin to conquer. And they have destroyed the Amorites. So they were so fearful. The Moabites were so fearful. Their leader, Balak, after hearing from the advice of the elders and leaders, they knew there's no way they can stand against this invading force, the nation of Israel. And so they are f- trying to find a way to, to uh, be able to stand against this powerful nation that is rising up, that God is blessing. So they know the only way that they can begin to make inroads and eventually destroy them, is by the power of the words. It's by cursing that nation. Cursing that nation. So they sent for the prophet Balaam because they knew when Balaam speak, his words is very powerful. So you see, We, our spirit, carries the word. When we speak, it brings forth life and death. If your spirit is very dark and negative, when you speak forth words like the witches, it has power, it has destructive power. And uh, Balaam, the prophet of God, He has been so powerfully used by God when he spoke, things happen. So they want to engage him. And uh, Satan knew that the people of God, the prophet of God, will not curse the people, will will not curse God's people. But they knew there is a way to them, that is to entice them, that is to tempt them with wealth. And so the king Balaam brought wealth to his messenger, asking Balaam to curse the people of God. Balaam knew he shouldn't do that. God has spoken to him that he must not curse the people of God. So what I'm trying to bring out is this. When we, as a prophet of God, as a people of God If our hearts is not pure If our hearts is defiled by sin, by greed By our own benefit We will allow ourselves to be used by Satan To curse God's people, to curse God's work We say in churches people whose heart is defiled, they're Christians, supposedly to be, you know, spiritual, maybe used by God. But when we, our hearts are defiled by personal benefit, personal pride, wanting to, to establish our position or save our faith, whatever, when there is personal benefits involved, our hearts are not pure. Satan will be able to find a way to come in, to use us to destroy the work of God. So Balaam, the the prophet, was tempted because of the wealth that he sees. And so he wanted to follow them. So you know the the story. We will not uh, say any more about that. But just to know that if our heart is defiled, even if we love God, even if we are the prophets, if our heart is defiled, not pure, Satan will come in to entice us, will tempt us to use our words, to use our authority to bring about curses and destruction in the work, uh, to the work of God. So, Christians. We need to beware. And we also see Satan uses relationship to manipulate us. Peter, we mentioned in our previous study, with all good intention and purpose, wanting to protect Jesus out of his emotional relationship. And he allowed that to overtake what God wants to do, what God's desire is. So he was used by Satan to speak words against uh, to hinder, to hinder the advancement of the kingdom of God on this earth. So from these two stories we learn that Satan really wants to use our tongue to bring damage, to bring destruction, to bring death to the kingdom of God, to the people of God. So let's be careful. Words can determine our whole future, our whole well-being, because words have life and death. And Satan wants to use our, our tongue to bring about destruction, to the kingdom of God so we we need to use our words our tongue appropriately and we know that the words that we speak can change destiny can change destiny our destiny the destiny of The church, the destiny of a nation. And uh, so we got to be careful. We got to be careful with our tongue. We got to be careful with the use of our tongue because God will hold us responsible, God will judge us just the words that we speak. The Bible says whether it's hidden or not hidden, you know, so we've got to be careful. If we are careful, we will not talk when we don't know what we're talking about. Some people, they just want to show that they are superior, show that they are better, or sure that they are in the know, you know, but of course, truly, it reveals their ignorance. It, re- it reveals their, the deception of their heart, you know, especially today with the internet. There are people who like to send out, you know, constantly send out messages as if they are great teachers, they are great um, well, they're doing great work for the Lord. So, so much so, I think you have that kind of experience. You don't bother to look anymore. Do you understand? You don't bother to look at those messages because it's, it just, takes, it's just a waste of time, you know, and, 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 and these people feel that, oh, they're doing great work. They constantly send up messages. They think that they are the transmitter, you know, of the news. So we will be judged by what we say. And James 3, verse 1 and 2, it says, Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We will stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never for in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body In check. So the words is an indication of how much we are in control of our life. How much we our life is in order. So if you can't control your words, it tells you your life is out of order. Your life is out of order because you can't control your words. And it says Not many of you should Become teachers Why? Because words has consequence Words can bring life It can bring death You know some people They talk as if They know how to run the church And they criticize The leaders They But they don't know So So If you don't know, better not talk so much. Okay? Just, if you have nothing good to say, you better keep quiet. Because what you think may not be right. And you'll be judged, you'll be accountable over what you say. So a teacher is someone who has knowledge, have insight. And God wants the teachers, those who know with insight to talk. And God held them accountable to have the right message, to share the right thing. So if you do not know, if you do not understand, you keep your words in check. Don't think that you are there to judge. You know, so... I say this because, as pastors, you know, people who don't know the Word of God, who don't know how to run the church, wow, the way they talk, I tremble. I fear for them. You know, because everything we do, we have to stand before God and we will be judged by God for it. And the Bible says we all stumble in in many ways. That keeps us humble. That keeps us, if we are a true teacher and true man of God, we will always be aware of that. We stumble in many ways. So we are always uh, humble before, before God and before men, willing to be corrected, because you know we, we do stumble in, in many ways. And so we use our tongue to change destiny. When we don't have anything good to say, don't say. Don't talk. Okay, when we... uh, Don't be so eager to teach. Only when you have good message, then, you know, uh, then you run with it. We, We have this story in 2 Samuel 18. Verse 19 onwards, so I'll just tell you the story. You know, King David had to run for his life because Absalom, his son, has rebelled against him and, and even want to kill the father, want to destroy him so that he will become the king. So David had to run for his life and his men had to contend and, and, and fight against those who are following Absalom. And so Absalom was caught up in a thicket and, and he was killed by, by David's uh, general Joab. Even though David pleaded with the people to spare his life, the, the life of his son, And so there's this man, the son of Jadok, Ahimez. Ahimez. When when, when Absalom was killed, Ahimez wanted to run and bring the news to David, to King David. And so Joab, him not to, because you don't have a good message. It is bad news. It is sad news. The king's son, Absalom, David loved his son so much. The king's son is dead. But but Ahimez just want to be the first one to tell the news. Joab advised him not to, not to, but he refused to listen. He pleaded, pleaded. Finally, Joab said, okay, if that's what you want, go. Whereas Joab has already assigned a foreigner, a Kushite, to bring the news to David. You know, this is a foreigner, and... uh, Whatever David's reaction is, it will be uh, different, right? Where else uh, Ahimaaz? If he bring the news to David, we don't know what will happen. So the Cushite ran off, but Ahimaaz followed after and outran the Cushite, and finally he reached. David, before the crusade did. And uh, he begins to tell the king about this news. And uh, let's read it in verse 28 of 2 Samuel 18. Then Ahimez called out to the king, all is well. He bowed down before the king. With his face to the ground, and said, Praise be to the Lord your God. He has delivered up those who lifted their hands against my Lord the king. The king asked, Is the young man Absalom safe? Ahima answered, I saw great confusion just as Joab was about to send the king's servant and me, your servant, but I don't know what it was. So Ahima, he, he wanted to be rewarded because he has he's the first one to tell the king news. But this is a bad news. He's not going to get any reward. And the, when he tell the king, this is what happened. You know, the king has won the victory because the enemy is destroyed. When the king asks, what happened to the young man, what happened to his son? What happened to Absalom?" And he must begin to realize how much the king loved the son, because prior to that, the king has already instructed no one is to kill Absalom." So he must actually wanted to be the first to tell the king, "Now he dare not speak. He begins to withhold. he begins to lie to the king and say, well, actually, there was a confusion. I I don't know what happened. You see, he knew exactly what happened. He knew Absalom is dead, but he didn't want to tell the the news because he know the king will be really upset. The king doesn't want to receive this kind of uh, bad news. So what is the moral of this story here? If you don't have good news, don't be careful, you know there are a lot of people, especially today you know anything people don't know whether it's right or wrong, then they post it uh, in, the, in, in in the media, social media and others you know as if they have no brain and, and just do this, do the same thing. so if you don't have good news, if you don't have the right news, don't be careful, don't be. Uh, think that you are a hero, wanting to be the first one to break the news. Because we are accountable, because the words that we speak, right, though not verbally at this time, in this age, you're forwarding the message on social media is the words that you speak. Does it bring life or does it bring death? When we don't have the right thing to say, keep quiet, shut up. Don't do, uh, don't bring words that bring death. That's no use. And then sometimes we need to speak tough messages. Tough messages is needed to bring senses to some people, especially those in emotional grief. Use our tongue to speak the right words, exert the right inference, to change the destiny of man and woman. You know, continue this story. David begins to mourn for the death of his son, Absalom. Despite the fact that his son tried to kill him, his his son destroyed the, the nations. And he mourned, though now the nation finally has victory over his son, Absalom. I told you, it's so difficult for Christians, for people who are in the family to make the right decision when they have to. David, even the man of God, the man who is after God's own heart, at this time, he's not able to make the right decision. He allows his emotion, he allows his relationship with Absalom to to overtake his senses to do the right thing. So when David heard about the bad news about his son, he begins to mourn, he begins to weep, he begins to say, you know, I wish I died for you, Absalom. Here is a man who wants to destroy the nation, who wants to destroy his father. Destroy the king. kill those who are faithful to David, those who fight with David for the kingdom. And yet, David doesn't care for them. All that David cares is his son. His son. And that's what happened a lot of times. People just all they care about is the family members, the well-being of their family members. you know, they lost their senses, they don't care about the church. It's their children. And so jorah David's general, has to come and talk senses to David or else all the men would be so discouraged. Why? Because the king shows that he doesn't care for them. All he cares is his son. He doesn't, never mind if they die, but all it, it, it matters is his son is alive. And so Joab came in and told the king, in 1 Samuel 19, Verse 5, Then Job went into the house to the king and said, Today you have humiliated all your men who have just saved your life and the lives of your sons and daughters and the lives of your wives and concubines. You love those who hate you and hate those who love you. You have made it clear today that the commanders and their men means nothing to you. I see that you would be pleased if Absalom were alive today and all of us were dead. Now, go out and encourage your men. I swear by the Lord that if you don't go out, not a man will be left with you by nightfall. This will be worse worse for you than all the calamities that have come on you from your youth till now. It's a tough message to deliver to the king. But it's a necessary message to bring senses to the king because he loves those who hate him and hate those who love him. And he shows that he doesn't care for the life of others. He just cares about his son, Absalom. Where else all these men have saved not only the king's life, they have saved the king's other children, because Absalom is ruthless. Absalom will destroy all the siblings because he wants to control, he wants to be king. So, Jorah, despite of his imperfection, at this moment, he spoke a tough message to the king and took censors and changed the destiny of that nation. Otherwise, the nation will be destroyed, not because of the enemy, because of David's emotion. So, David, the king, got up and took his seat in the gateway. And as a result, he was able to restore the kingdom. He's able to uh, bring the people back and unite the nations once more. So, you can see that the words that we speak they are life and death, they can bring destruction. They can be used by Satan to bring curses to the work of God, but we can allow God to use us to speak even tough messages that will bring about a change of destiny in the life of people, bring senses to people. And uh, our words can determine our whole being, our whole well-being. Our whole life. So I hope uh, we will be careful with the use of our words. We'll be careful to search our own heart by taking note of the words that come forth in our spirit, in our mouth, through our tongue, and in our, in our mind, and the things that we do, you know, as in this day and age. Right? So, um, yeah, just remember, Life and death comes from the power of the words. Use our tongue appropriately. Use our tongue wisely to bring about the creative purpose of God, the destiny of God, the salvation of our own family members. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your words. We thank you for reminding us again these powerful tools, the tongue that you have given to us so that we will only speak what we know, we will only speak what is good, we will use it, even though we need to speak tough messages to bring about life, to bring about transformation, to, to, to bring about uh, destiny in the life of people. So we pray that you will cleanse our tongue, cleanse our lips, cleanse our heart, let life come forth from our tongue. We thank you, we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen.